Hey, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Brandis, and we're back with another episode with the Hoff Podcast, H-O-F-T, the Heart of Thorns podcast, which started off as a blog in November 2020 that is now turned into a podcast where we talk about life, relationships, and growth. Let's do the work together, all right? Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Brandis, here. It is Saturday, the 10th of April, y'all. I'm in the car right now coming from my boyfriend's house um as you guys know today we're going to be talking about the topic welcome to single motherhood y'all and i'm actually doing what i'm doing right now because my daughter is home we both have a um a child so he has a son and i have a daughter i'm on my way home right now from his house hanging out with them with my boys uh, so i can be home with my little girl uh, we both took off friday and monday uh, for the weekend just to kind of you know get away and enjoy each other um but yeah this is what you do as a single mother you have to come back home sometimes you gotta Sometimes you can go away for a while, and sometimes you got to break up your vacation. Um, so that way you can, you know, help take care of your child if they are not somewhere else. Right now, my parents are watching her for me. Um, she was supposed to go to daddy's house, but she's not feeling too well. So it's all good at the end of the day. But, yo, like I, I talked about in my videos, you know, I went from a young married woman to a young divorced single mother. And I ain't going to lie. I'm going to be real transparent with y'all. Like, it literally took me about, I think, maybe a month or two to stop wearing my wedding rings. And it was only because of that stigma of, you know, here's another young black mother with a baby on her hip. And I never wanted to be that. Like, that was the whole reason why I got married in the first place is because I wanted to have a family. Like, if you know, if I'm in love and, you know, when I'm in love, I go hard. You know, I go all the way in and I put all of my cards in, you know what I'm saying? And I plan to have a child with that person and that person alone because I'm spending the rest of my life with them, you know what I'm saying? So when I had to learn how to accept the fact that we were no longer together, I didn't want to I didn't want to be the stereotype, you know? So you know, psychologically it was a safety thing for me to keep that ring on <laughs> because it's like, hey y'all, like look. I was married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't just out here wilding and, you know, I, I had a plan. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then I had to get over that. Like, I'm just being honest with y'all. Like, it took me a second. And it wasn't so much of the fact that I wanted to be back with my ex-husband. It was more so of the fact that I didn't want to be a part of that stereotype when people look at you. But I think growing up, I always struggled with um, how people perceive me. You know what I'm saying? Um... I always try to, you know, either impress people with the things I could do or my actions or just, you know, being a good person and make always trying to make the best decisions and choices. You know, I did things that way. Um, and you know, I'm backing up right now. I see my daughter at the door <laughs> waiting on me. Um, but yeah, like it's just 
you know, it, it's hard out here. And, you know, n- not to beat down or talk negatively about anybody who's had a child outside of marriage, but it's one thing when you grow up in the church as a pastor's daughter, you know, and you decide to get married and you have a baby um, in the midst of separation. You think you guys are working stuff out. And sometimes that's not exactly the case. Um, so trying to get used to that finding me doing a lot of this stuff by myself was hard um that just kind of was where we were at like I I mean like I said I'm so grateful right now you know he gets her every other weekend but in the beginning the first two years I did everything by myself and those first two years are crazy okay we're talking about when you bring your child home from the hospital you know the late wake-ups and the crying and the screaming the every two-hour feedings whether it's breast milk or if it's formula milk it's a lot you know you're losing sleep you're tired you got your beautiful baby your beautiful bundle of joy as they call it (laughs) waking you up in the middle of the night um and it could be overwhelming when it's just you by yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you have that man there to help you with the wake-ups and all that stuff. You're doing it by yourself unless you have help from, like, your mother, your parents, you live at home, you know, or you have a friend or somebody that can help you. But it is a lot. It could be overwhelming. As they get older, they start walking, they start talking, they start getting into things, they start experimenting, you know, putting their hands in things that you know they should not be touching. And they're getting it all over the floor, they putting Vaseline all over their face, and you're like, oh my God, this kid is freaking out because they didn't got something in their eye. <laughs> and you turn your back for like one second, and it's like, boom, you know. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a pull your hair outer situation. Um, I've been there many a times with baby girl. Um, she's about to be three. She's about to be three. Oh, my gosh. And I made this post about the difference between spoiled kids and then strong-willed and stubborn kids. Spoiled kids, they have no respect for anyone because they're not taught how to respect people so they're very disrespectful because there are no consequences they're not given consequences they're not given um you know whether you know different forms of discipline whether it's taking away their toys or putting them in time out or giving them spankings they just lack the whole discipline part in general you know what i'm saying they basically can do and say whatever they want and get and still get whatever they want that's when a child is spoiled to me because when something spoiled becomes rotten it becomes bad it stinks you know what i'm saying so that's how their attitude is a spoiled child or a spoiled person a spoiled adult you know their personality and their attitude toward things towards anything is very selfish self-centered And it doesn't care about anybody else. It just cares about serving itself. So that's how I define being spoiled. Now, strong-willed, on the other hand, like my daughter, um, they will get consequences. They will get their toys and playthings taken away. They will get spankings when necessary, timeouts, but still want their way still want to do what they want to do even after you enforce the punishment you know what I'm saying or the consequences and she is very much so like that now that will drive you nuts because it's like I didn't took this I didn't took that you just had a time out I done whooped your behind I didn't and you still 
And you still want to do what you want to do. You still want to talk back. You still, you know, want to throw things and do all this stuff you ain't supposed to be doing. You still want to touch that, even though I told you leave it alone. You know, that's just some kids' temperament. You know, they're very strong-willed, very outgoing, very bold. You know, I mean, she was getting in fights at school at one point, you know. And I'm like, I know Peyton just don't be fighting for no reason. I know my child, like. It's either she's upset about something, whether it's whether nobody put their hands on her, but they could have did something, you know, that affected her some kind of way and she'll react in that manner or they took something from her and then she'll fight back. <laughs> I love the fact that she's bold, that she's outspoken, that she's very confident. Um, we try to tame her being so physically aggressive because that can get you in trouble okay especially when people only see what you've done and they haven't seen what the other child has done that can cause a lot of problems I remember being in you know child care being a part of the management there I went from a like a teacher's aide to like the HR admin slash office assistant in the management team in the office and I remember being taught to make sure that you sit down with both of the kids to see what's going on You know, you may see a fight between, you know, two kids and all you see is this one kid beating up this other kid. And so we had to sit down and talk to both of the children to see, okay, so what happened? You know, you'll hear, you know, you talk to the kid that was fighting and say, well, little Johnny over there took my toy when I was playing with it. So I got mad and I hit him. And then the other kid will be like, oh, he just started hitting me for no reason. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh, because now we put, you know, two to two together and figured out there was, you know, a cause to this reaction. OK, there was a cause to this altercation here. Um, and sometimes kids don't tell all of the story because they just don't want you to know what they really was doing. You know what I'm saying? So, um you got to take that same mindset and and do it with your child. Like I've been doing that with Peyton. Like when she gets in situations where, you know, she's either frustrated or mad. I tell her, like, you know, because you lashed out or you threw something or you, you know, tossed things down the steps because you were mad. You're going to go sit in timeout and calm yourself down because we do not throw. We do not hit. Like we do not scream. So you'll sit in this corner for two minutes until you calm down. And in two minutes, you can get out and we can resume our play day. You know what I'm saying? So I try to talk to her about those things. I think it's important for your kids to be talked to. I was reading somewhere where, you know, spanking just stops the behavior like at that moment. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't really teach them anything. So you do got to you do have to talk to them, you know, let them know why you spank them and still let them know that you love them. You know, you don't want them to be afraid of you and in fear of you because you chose or spank them but you got to talk to them about why um so you know growing up and seeing that you know also taking some notes into how my parents raised me you know it can be a lot dealing with a strong-willed child because at the end of the day they're gonna do what they want to do you know and no lie she's just like her dad like i am not gonna lie they are the most stubborn people i have ever met like i ever know her and her dad just stubborn like they would not listen to nobody they want to do their own thing they think they're right like so it's just like you can't tell them nothing like i was like well that's a genetic trait right there <laughs> but it's all good though you know what i'm saying it's we're human it's what we do <laughs> we just be ourselves um but yeah, like doing all this stuff by yourself as a single mom. So I give my hat, my hat off to all the single moms that have one, two, three, four, five, six plus kids. And you're doing it by yourself. It's a lot. 
you know, um, sometimes women have breakdowns because they don't get the help they need from the father. Then you have some situations where the fathers are very involved and the mothers don't know how to deal with it or they're upset because they moved on and then they withhold the kids. Like there's so many different situations. Um, I know in my situation for the first two years, I basically did everything for Peyton as far as, um, anything like when she got sick she needed food she needed this she needed that like majority of that was me you know what I'm saying I think we're we've come to a better place now where she is with her dad every other weekend thank god man I want to tell you thank god because I had to get back to that self-care I had to get back to time with myself and my little mini vacations to get a break because I go from working I get off at six I get my daughter from school I come home you know I make sure she gets her dinner and then we play for a little bit do homework and then um bath time by the time we're done it's time to go to bed like it's time to start that day all over again so you need that me time uh, one thing i learned from my therapist you need self-care you need time to yourself because if you're not healthy you cannot be healthy for anybody else whether it's your boyfriend your children your mother your father your, your friends you cannot be healthy for other people especially your children if you're not healthy for yourself so I made sure I started doing that, you know, like getting your nails done, your eyebrows done, go get a massage, go to the movies. I mean, I don't know if the movies are still open. I mean, I think that stuff is opening back up. So especially during COVID, um, this pandemic and stuff like that, it's been hard on the kids. They've been home. They've been sheltered in the house all day, every day. They're going through a lot. We're going through a lot. You know, I don't know how parents are doing it, working and having the kids at home. I've had to experience that. Um, like I said, this is me doing it by myself. I don't have the help, you know, of her father when it comes to stuff like that. When she's sick, she got to stay home for a whole week or two because she can't have a runny nose at school. She can't have a cough. She can't have a fever. I mean, obviously, you want to send them with a fever, but she can't have like any sick, you know, or cold like symptoms, even if it's something like mild you know what I mean or even if somebody in the house is sick she can't go to school so she's been out of school for like one or two weeks in a row you know a lot of times when she's out like that and it's hard it's a straighten on the house because I'm working now if it's a day where you know I I I don't have to do so much with my job that I can you know watch her myself I'll do it but um thank god I have my parents like thank god for parents because they are there to help you every step of the way if you have the good ones because you have some parents out here who are trifling and I'm I'm sorry for anybody who has parents who just don't give a crap about you all your life all your kids because we have situations out here like that but if you do have parents appreciate them if they do help and step up and you know, help you with things, appreciate that because everybody does not have that.